Hey, welcome to Wilborn's World. I'm the stress reliever, George Wilborn. This is my podcast. Hello, y'all. Hey. <laughs> to one side of me, the one, the only, Miss Dion Lewis. The <laughs> other side, the darker side of the moon, Eclipse. Uh. <laughs> the one and only, Breon Goodson. Yeah, what's up, what's up? It's the blackest guy I know. So listen, <laughs> this is what we do. We start every show with, in my opinion. I'd give my opinion on stories I have no idea whether Breon and Dion are going to come up with, whether they're true, whether they're not true. I really don't care. I just want to give my opinion about it. What do you guys got? Okay, so, George, curious to know your opinion on should couples watch adult films together? The comedian mm-hmm. in me immediately, and I know some of you, my listeners, like, I know what he's going to say. Yes, of course you say because y'all think I'm nasty. And I am, to a certain degree. But it's from couple to couple, you know what I'm saying, Dion? Mm-hmm. Brian, it, it's from couple to couple. Every couple don't need that. Every couple is not comfortable with it. Sometimes you might have one couple that's into it and likes it and feel no problem with it. The woman or the man could be uncomfortable. So I think you got to do the, the heavy lifting and the hard work of really being honest with your mate and seeing if that's something that y'all, you know, is comfortable. And if it's not, then are you willing to work on it? You know, do you and your husband watch Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Put on a spot. I say. <laughs> well, judging from the look on your face. <laughs> and the cackle in your voice. <laughs> but I don't think, you know, how long you guys been married? Nine years. Nine years. That's a very long time. That's like time. 25 years in dog years, you know. It's like, <laughs> that's a long time in this day and age for marriage, yes. you know, for people to stay together. And so I think, you know, couples need to do and should do whatever it is that floats their boat. You know, you're a millennial. What, what, what do you I guys do? I, we don't watch adult films on top of that. That's just, that's just weird. I don't know. Like, So do you watch it? Do you purpose? all watch them by yourselves? Do you watch adult films or, or adult material away from your lady? I mean, no, because, I mean, as millennials, we still got the, the drive to do it, you know. So we you don't young. watch it at we all? Young. We don't have to watch well, it Well, you got to get the first we, we all. in like jackrabbits. So what do, you all, what do you all, so you all, I'm looking at your Instagrams. I yeah. see some of the stuff that y'all post. Oh, yeah. I mean, how you, you going to tell the, me? That's damn near porn right there. So <laughs> that's gonna, what I'm saying. Why would we need? We can go scroll on Instagram. So, but y'all don't do it together. But you don't do it with your girlfriend. You and your nah, lady have never watched an nah. adult film nah, together. Nah, that's, that's too freaky. That's too freaky. That's um, That's some new stuff. That's some new stuff. Or maybe some old stuff. Maybe some old old school. school. So you ain't never seen black on the outside, pink on the inside? (laughs) (laughs) One, two, three, or nine? (laughs) (laughs) Well, in my opinion, boy, you ain't live yet. (laughs) I still got some learning to do. Uh, Yes, you do. What else we got? Okay, so George, this is an appropriate story for you. Okay. (laughs) This is about bougie black people love to buy. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean? Are you trying? Are you trying to suggest that I'm bougie, Deanna? Is that what you were I saying? Think that's about what that? she's doing. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Wait a minute. First of all, Ooh. for the people who don't understand, Ooh. who's listening to me for the first time, uh, my name is George Wilborn. I'm a stress reliever. This is my podcast. I'm from the South Side of Chicago, okay, 66 okay, okay. in Ingleside, 85th in Aberdeen. All right, I have eaten. You know, sometimes just sleep for dinner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I I have come from a, a, a cut from a cloth that is so far from bougie that I am totally, totally, totally disgusted at the thought that you would think that I am bougie in any type of way. 
Now, what's your question again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally offended. <laughs> Whatever. Not judging by those earrings and the pearly yeah, whites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, I didn't say nothing wrong with going to get some jewelry and your teeth fit. <laughs> <laughs> Bougie black people love to buy. Okay, bougie black people. I don't know what that is, but I'm thinking that you would say people who had money all along. That's someone who worked very, very hard decades and decades like me <laughs> and then um, finally get something here or there. I would say uh, jewelry. They got to have Cartier. They got to have name jewelry, you know, or they got to have a jeweler. Mm. You know, remember like Jake the Jeweler or whatever used to be. I don't know who's the new guy right. now, but yeah. you got you to gotta go to some jeweler. Um, you got to buy a little pig. That's the new thing. Little pig. Oh, a little, little pet baby pig. pig. Little baby pig. Look at that. She who, got so lit up. Who, 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 got a pig wait a minute. Right look who looked at look at lit so up in the cute. room. I, I know. love it. I know you do. I you know, know why, don't you? Because you're the queen of booze. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of damn nerds talk about I'm bougie. Please. You got a boathouse. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so pigs. Pigs. Boathouses. Okay. Pigs. Boathouses are something that bougie people got. They, they want a boat and they want a house. So, you know, they buy boathouses. Uh, what else? What's some of the stuff you got around the house, Dion? <laughs> uh, I'm not falling for that one. Uh, um, do y'all drink LaCroix? This drink called LaCroix. It's like, okay, sparkling water. Yeah, sparkling yes. water. Instead of just a regular tap like we've been used to, you know, drinking. Yeah. That's why your skin is so good. It's from tap water. From you tap know? water. Yeah, all of the... the uh, all the nutrients. All the nutrients the... and all the chemicals that's inside <laughs> your tap water is why your skin is so black and clear. <laughs> um, so, yes, and I, I mean, I'm not bougie, so I don't I don't know those type of things that bougie people would buy. Uh, cardigan sweaters, what do they buy? Uh, ascots? I, I know... <laughs> I'm not bougie. It's, 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 it's avocados, it's, avocado toast, and stuff like that. Do y'all eat that? I know that's something that the avocado toast. Eat. Yeah, I I don't eat it. But well, I would you my hear about? Comrades, I think I think we got. Know, my, did you just tell on yourself? I no, think, no, not me, not me, not yeah, me. I think we directed no, this question to the wrong no, person. No, in the room. No, no. So, uh, Mr. Blackness, where exactly did you get this avocado toast from? No, 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 no. Like uh, a couple of my associates that I know, uh -huh. they partake in the whole avocado toast. What do you guys thing? think? As millennials think, is bougie for black. People, uh, you know, avocados, of course, uh, mimosas, you know, like oh, that's wait a minute, wait a minute, Dion, you're, you're, you're a fan of mimosas, yes. right? Bottomless, but bottomless, <laughs> yes, me too. Gotta be bottomless. Hey, you drink them without clothes on, what is uh, it? Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, I drink them with unlimited amounts. Oh, yeah, bottomless. bottomless, that's brunch talk. That's I'm brunch so talk. Stupid, <laughs> I thought we was back to the sexual stuff. Okay. <laughs> Why would she be sitting up here butt naked, you know, with a top on, drinking mimosas? That is bougie. So yeah, there you got it. You got mimosas, you got uh, boathouses, you got the jeweler, and you got the little pigs that I think is uh, signifies the most level of bougie-ness once you've uh, stopped getting dogs and cats and go find yourself cleaning up after little pet Now, pig. who do you know has a pig? A couple of friends of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless, that's my opinion. George Wilborn, stress reliever. Wilborn's world. <laughs> this is the big one. You hear that, Elizabeth? I'm coming to join you, honey. Nanu, nanu. Nanu, nanu. That'd be like trying to give a whale a tic tac, mother. He ran up my arm and stuck his in my ear. I'm T.S. Mother A. We handle shit. That's what we do.
I got my girl Angela Stribling and my dog over here, Black Breon. And I want to tell you something, man. I'm really excited about Comics Corner this time. This feature, I'm always excited about it, but this feature is really going to take a turn today because of our guests. I've got a real personal relationship with him. And Angela, I'll let you let everybody know a little bit about him. He is the co-owner of the club where George Wilborn what? was the host MC. Raymond Lambert. He's, oh my God, what? entrepreneur and author. Welcome. What's happening, brother? Thank you for having me. You know, it's funny having you on here, man, on my radio show. <laughs> my radio show. Yeah. This is a, it's a podcast, but it's still mine. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so weird because I remember 30 years ago starting comedy, and when I came back to Chicago, I started honing my craft with Bernie Mac and Adele Gibbons and friends like that, and we were going to Actor Studio on Stony Island. And this guy right here was the guy who brought the comedy to a, a level that we felt professional and we had our own comedy club you know once Raymond and his partners opened all jokes aside so I haven't had an opportunity to say to you Raymond in many many years just for uh, opening that club even though I didn't end up being the house MC that experience and having that platform is just ended up being invaluable for a lot of comedians so welcome to Wilborn's World welcome to Comics Corner and we are glad that you're on and glad that you're doing what you're doing thank you sir so all jokes aside uh, if you have not seen the documentary Funny Business, please go check it out. Tell us a little bit about Funny Business. I know the project got released sure. some years ago, but what did that uh, do for the story that uh, happened and the, the tales that needed to be told about All Jokes Aside? How that came about was there was a guy, John Davies, who I had a relationship with through Comic Relief at the time. And All Jokes Aside used to be one of the stops that they would make around the country in doing live shows. And I happened to run into John and Bob Zamuda somewhere in Chicago, at a, uh, you know, right around the time we were starting this film, or starting our idea of thinking about a film. And they said, I think it should be a documentary. They said, but we need to know who you booked or what headliners you work with, because as we all know, Hollywood likes to know what quote-unquote stars you have before Attached they do a green light anything sure. right. So they told me to go home and write down all the headliners that I had ever booked at All Jokes Aside and then come back the next day and let's talk about it. That was the first time I looked at the list in total because mm-hmm. as a club owner, it's week to week to week to week to right. week. That's how you're grinding. So I never looked at it totally. I mean, I knew I had worked with some amazing people, mm-hmm. but not in total. And when I put it on paper and looked at it, I saw it overwhelmed me, wow. actually, to think about wow, Mm. you know, like, I can't believe I had the opportunity to work with all of these talented people. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, with you hosting, it was a who's who of comedy if it was a person of color. They came through that room. And unbeknownst to me, in doing this movie, I discovered that people considered all jokes aside as sort of this pinnacle that in your career, it was something that you had to do. It was. And I had no idea that mm-hmm. that was the case. It there are a lot of comedians to this day, to whatever uh, level, unfulfilled as a stand-up comic because they did not do your room. They're also still pissed at you that you didn't <laughs> book them. But, <laughs> but yes, it, it was a staple. It was just it was no different than knowing that once you went to New York and did Showtime at the Apollo and you did well there, that was a staple in a comedian's career that's uh, very major. Sure. And I think Chicago was the perfect place for it. As I look back, not being a native Chicagoan, I think sometimes 
you know, we need an outsider to come in to see things a little bit differently. Sometimes you're too close to it. Sure. Um, and, w- and what made it perfect was that the talent level in Chicago was so high that as a business person thinking that, well, if you can't import it from somewhere else, Grow could it. this thing exist on its own? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it could actually because of you and Bernie and Adele and Dion and D-Ray and Corey Hulk. I mean, this goes on and on and on. And that sort of made it doable. You know, comedy seems to me, I mean, I'm certainly no comic, but it seems to me one of the hardest professions in the world. And you've got to have an eye for talent, right, in order to be a successful club owner. Were there situations where somebody's out there, they had all this energy when they weren't on stage, they got up there, they bombed, and you had to take a chance on them. You had to believe in them and let them grow. Absolutely. Who comes to mind? Um, I've seen every comedian bomb. Right. Oh, so, you ain't never seen me bomb. I ain't never bomb. I had some drunk nights on stage. <laughs> However, you want to define it. I've seen. Uh, yeah, we we're not even gonna go there. <laughs> but seriously, does anyone come to mind? I think the most famous story is probably that George can relate to is Dave Chappelle. And it was probably somewhat early in Dave's career. And I think Dave was probably doing rooms that were somewhat mainstream. And when he came to All Jokes, it's a very intelligent crowd, but it's also black folks approach things obviously a little bit differently. Mm. Um, So it's not really about potential. It's about sort of what you have. I I remember that. It took him a while, but we didn't tolerate booing. But it got as close to being they, uncomfortable. They chanted. They were chanting my name from the stage <laughs> to return. Let's, I do remember that. I do remember that. George, so, and it was before I could go back to the back where I was usually smoking and rolling up reefer. So it was before I was able to, to do my normal procedure. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, but he was a professional about it. You know. So we adjusted cool. to it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and, yeah. Uh, there were nights like that. You have to hone your craft in order to get better. But you can learn comedy. So everyone's not a natural, funny person. So if, you know, Raymond's got a room where you're not the best, but you keep going up there. And I always say, if you got the chin for comedy, yeah. if you can disregard anybody saying, hey, the booze or you, or suck. The, or you suck, and you keep going up, guess right. what? Six weeks right. later, you're not going to suck as bad. Right. Yeah. You're still going right. to suck. <laughs> Absolutely. And then one thing's funny about that too is some comedians can be delusional. So what I had to sort of <laughs> learn to, to to say to them is that um, we're job. in this to make people laugh, right? But I also brought a sort of corporate background and a corporate training that said, okay, well let's do employee evaluations so that the customer is the boss. And let's see how they feel about it. Absolutely. Man, so we started cards. doing that. Yep, mm-hmm. we did. We started doing cards where you can rate the comedian. Mm-hmm. So you can rate from zero to five. Now, a lot of comics will come off stage and say, dude, I killed. Well, now, what the, the, everybody the, else heard <laughs> cricket. <laughs> but they think they killed. That's true. Right? That's true. Uh, but the card said you did a zero. So nice. <laughs> it's not me. It's the card. It's them 300 people that was here looking at you. <laughs> you killed my night. <laughs> what have you been up to, man? And who were some of your favorite comics during our stint at All Jokes Aside? 
okay, I'll tell you a little bit about my comics, and then I'll tell you about what I'm what I'm doing. Please. So choosing comedians, and people always ask me that. It's like it honestly is like choosing your children. Mm. It's like uh, who do you love the best? Right. It's I love everybody for who they are or what they represent. Sure, there were comedians that. I sort of loved personally, sure, sure. say like a Rodney Winfield, who was like a father figure and my, to me. And my mentor, um, my comedic mentor sure. was Rodney Winfield, and to the day yeah. he died, actually. Rodney wrote for Richard Pryor, as, a, as, a, as for example. So he became this person that was like a history lesson for me every time I saw him. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like I learned a lot from him. Sure. But as far as comedy, everybody sort of represented something to me. Even people I didn't think was necessarily funny, but the audience thought was funny. I have an appreciation for them. So it's, it's, it's impossible. I mean, obviously, I was closer to you. I was closer to Bernie, Steve, yeah. Monique, because those two owned the comedy club, so I mm-hmm. probably talked to them more than anybody else. But, I man, I'm fortunate. I loved everybody, and I looked forward to everybody that was coming. So yeah. and they and, really and believe me, I still, you know, I'm very much in the mix with um, the comics who came back through our club back in those days. We still work together now, and they all have uh, such a, a high level of, and hold you at a high level of, of respect and, and esteem for the things that you've done for them in their career. They all feel that way. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. So, so now that you now? said that, so maybe they'll do this then. Oh, so, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they cost a lot. <laughs> what are you up to, uh, buddy? Oh, that's funny. So I've reimagined all jokes as a not-for-profit organization. And the idea is, how can we use comedy to affect social change? How can mm-hmm. we come together collectively to raise money and awareness for various causes? And... I think our communities are disproportionately affected by so many different things that I think comedians are the perfect vehicle to talk about that, but not only talk about it, how can we do something about sure. it? And uh, my hope is that we can do series of events, and I'll talk to you a little bit about it, mm-hmm. culminating next year in August in Chicago, where hope we can do a family reunion. Kind well, of we have to do something in Chicago, Raymond. You know that. Yes, yes. Yeah. and I want to do that. And uh, so, so I'm working on that tirelessly because uh, I really think the time is now, if, if, if ever, for us to sort of come back together but come back with a call. That's Man, it. please reach out to me and let me know sure. as you get uh, further into that. You know, you know, I would absolutely be more than happy to, uh, to be a part of that. Can people still get Funny Business? Can we go rent that? That's a, that's a must Amazon. Amazon still has it. Um, and then, you know, I wrote a book afterwards because I felt like, it was hard to tell a 10-year history in mm-hmm. 90 minutes. So what's, the book what's allowed the book? me to all jokes aside. Awesome. Uh, stand-up comedy is a funny business. And that allowed me to stretch out a little bit more, get behind the scenes a little bit more. Sure. Both of those are available on Amazon. That's um, awesome. Will there ever be another All Jokes Aside? Will you ever open mm. up another All Jokes Aside? So last time I talked to you, it was like, well, I'm not even in the club business anymore. But, you know, the question even came up a couple of months ago to me. You think it ever be another All Jokes Aside? So I'll pose it to you. I think there will be. It may not look like it looked before, but some of the experiences and that feeling and that sense of family and that sense of uh, a place to enjoy comedy at its highest level, 
that's going to happen again. Wow. Well, well, if anybody can pull it off, you know, I know that you can, man. I just Thank uh you, I have so much uh, respect for you and appreciate obviously all that you've done for my career and and the business that we've done together, but uh you know that I know you as a very very wonderful human being and that trumps everything. So thank you Raymond Lambert. I appreciate yes. that, sir. Yeah. Raymond Lambert, former owner of the the club that I was kind of home. Got my chops in. All what? jokes aside. Awesome. Thanks yeah. so much, Raymond. Thank you, man, for having me. All right, you Thank you, it. guys. Enjoy your day. And now it's time to get deep. Thank you, Lord, for the time that we spend. Thank you, Lord, for the gay of the band. Thank you, Lord, for the cycle as it spins. And pins. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to Wilborn's World on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you heard, leave a five-star review. I'm the stress reliever George Wilborn at AURN.com.